Round one. Fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 206th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by AP.net and those sexy legends over at Audio Technica. I'm extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8bit. And joining me today, the Jane to my Cliff Steele. We're talking about Miss Ali Hart. You can find her, obviously, at Miss Ali Hart. How are you doing today for episode 206 of THG? I'm doing well. That's very tricky. I was curious what you were, but that was very, very tricky. I commend you. I commend you. Okay. You, you connected the dots. You, you know I, where I, I'm going with that one? Yeah. At first, I'm like, Jane. I was like, am I expecting a Tarzan reference? But then you said Clipsa. <laughs> I knew where you were going. How are That's you? That's it. I'm, I'm okay. Um, I was a bit, t- I'm a bit touch and go. Like, I've sort of got a little bit of a second coming of the flu at the moment. So, Uh-oh. immediately you're paranoid and you're like, oh my God, I've been in touch with a COVID carrier, I'm going to die, blah, blah, blah. Who have I been around? Trace contact, all that kind of stuff. So the last 24 hours, I've sort of started to get a little bit of a scratchy throat and a little bit of a little bit of a cough and a sniffle. So I'm like, oh, now I need to probably go get the COVID test because that seems to be the norm now. So mm. I'm just sort of waiting and seeing how my day plays out. I'm going to take it easy today, um, try and avoid as many people as I can. And <laughs> yeah, just, just see how I'm feeling. But I'm assuming I'm probably going to have to sort of self-isolate and work from home again the next week or so while I get a test with how things are. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how I'm going. Very, very <sighs> dreary and dramatic. Yeah. Uh, well, like the whole idea of self-isolation has always been perfect for me. Like just avoiding people, staying indoors. It's like, yeah, sounds like my life. It sounds great. <laughs> sounds like it's, a it's solid certainly... plan. <laughs> There's certainly some positives to the uh, to the isolation, that's for damn sure. But uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I think I'm going to have to have one of them big swabs go in and tickle my brain. So no, we'll see how that it goes. It looks so painful. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Like it looks like it's it's hitting the back of your skull with sort of how deep this thing has to go. But some of the videos they have like they pull it out and there's like blood on it, and I'm like, how far did you go? Like, ugh. To the ends of the earth. Yeah, of your hell. skull so yeah we'll see it's just um like the covid stuff is pretty contained up here but you just never know you know mm. like these women that did this border hop and stole all these bags and then came back to brisbane from melbourne and jumped all around brisbane uh were in some areas that i've been in over the lot like this week but they were there i think two three weeks ago so i'm assuming you know touch wood it's it's just a sort of back end of winter bit of a loogie i've got but mm. you gotta be safe gotta be yeah. sure yeah see it's tricky for you guys because you're smack banging like winter now aren't you so mm. whereas here where oh, balls deep in summer it is disgusting over here yeah. it's really gross so having yeah, a cold hot, in the heat hot. is the worst so. Mm-hmm. yeah so so we'll see what happens but outside of that i've just been playing uh heap more fall guys this week you're addicted on the old, uh, playstation 4 I'm addicted maybe like I really love playing but mm. I'm not sort of hankering for it 
all the time, you know? Yeah. Like, um, I think it's something that I certainly find myself enjoying more playing when I'm in, in a squad with people. Like, I did a few rando games by myself just to kill some time of evenings this week and it wasn't as cool as knowing that I was rolling together. So, um, I think oh. it was, was it Wednesday? Was it Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday. Uh, it was myself, Tilby, Dane and Jono sort of squatted up on the PlayStation. We were rumbling for a, a couple of hours before bed and um, I was off the comms, but just knowing that they were in the lobby and sort of jumping between shit. the characters when oh. when I got knocked out or, you know, I finished before some of the others and just sort of seeing if they'd finished before me or if they were eliminated or if they were still there. <laughs> it was really nice to sort of watch and sort of cheer them on or, you know, get sad because they didn't make, make that final number or that final jump. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I I mostly play solo. I, that's I've played more solo than anything. I've barely ever really? played with groups. Yeah, and I I think I enjoy playing solo. I really like that. I can just load up this game and play like five, six, seven, ten, twenty rounds, and then just like turn it off and play something else or do mm-hmm. something else. It's it's yeah. You don't really have to dedicate yourself to playing it. It's like it's completely like easy easy gameplay. So. Although. It's such a good game too. Mm. It's so simple. Uh, I'm I'm starting to appreciate some of the levels a bit more, but then occasionally, like I'll play a level for the first time after like 20 rounds of everything else, and mm. I still I realized I hate most of the games to do with with kicking or moving the big balls because oh. I seem to always be on the worst teams. And I'm just getting smoked in like playing against Ronaldo and stuff like that in the soccer where they've timed it perfectly when they do the drop in off the goal and then sort of like power kick it as it falls in and it straight into the goal. Like no matter what you do against some of these guys, they're, they're shimmying and bending it like Beckham and stuff. It's like, come on now. We're just yeah. little jelly beans trying to have some fun. I, I'm just bad at those games. So I do feel bad whenever... It is one of the like soccer one or the one where you just got to put the balls in your court. I'm good at the egg game though. You mm-hmm. bet your sweet ass that I'm going to be protecting our eggs and just pushing any person that tries to steal eggs back into the nest so they can't like take them out. Like that's that's one of the team ones that I'm actually pretty good at. But I just hate anything with grabbing the tail. Like especially when it's the final game and it's grab the tail and. Yeah, I, I suck at it. I don't understand how I could be on someone and not get the tail, but someone that's like miles away from me grabs mine. I just, everyone says it's a lag thing, but I've got good internet, so I, I don't Yeah, me, me too. Like I'm running running some MBN at home and yeah, there is some occasional rubber banding or just random slight delays where you'll you'll have like five body lengths between somebody and then all of a sudden your tail's gone you're like yeah. how is this possible like exactly but uh i got i got the back to back crowns on uh, <laughs> on wednesday night finishing with the with sort of the every man for himself tail grab yeah and um it's Can't it's intense it. like i i held it like i started with it in one of them and held it for about a minute straight somehow like i was just sort of shimmying and stepping and and pulling these moves out of my ass but then it was gone and so I was chasing this guy for the final section and then it sort of jumped between a few people in dying seconds and I just timed it perfectly where I got it with like two seconds to go and then just you know put the boot down and um, yeah, won that and then won again. But this platinum or that achievement where you got to win five in a row, 
That's insane. Like, I don't know many people that are going to have that kind of luck from game to game. It it is going to be luck because this is barely even a talent-based thing. Like, um, I know that I have a greater chance of winning. Like, I have, like, about an 80 to 90% chance of always making it to the finals. But I just don't win the finals unless it's the king of the hill one. If it's the Mm. king of the hill one, then I've got a good chance of winning. Nice, nice. any of the other ones, I suck i suck really yeah, bad at it, the, so. the hexagon one uh it's it's tough like <sighs> timing are tricky yeah working out if you're just sort of going to focus on yourself or try and knock people out you know jump into their path where they're running along the hexagons i'm not mm. like that but so many people obviously it's a strategy they want to try and win but they'll time it so they'll just jump on front of the hexagon like in front of you onto the hexagon you want just as you're about to go there and then yeah. just down the hole. And so many times where I've been on one of the higher levels, I'll just f- find this one spot where I'll miss jump or someone will knock that spot out. And then f- just by chance, I'll fall all the way through. Like there'll be holes straight down to the bottom into the slime. And I'm like, come on now. Come on. Like I've fallen 10 stories in one hit. Like so uh, disheartening. I, I get pretty bitter on that one. If I've already fallen like a bunch of levels, then I just go to the very last one and start cancelling out the entire row because I know it's going to take a while for everyone else to get there. So That's a smart idea, actually. I've never thought of that. I've always tried to just stay as high as possible. <laughs> oh, no, but it's that's... not a winning move. It's a dick it's move. It's <laughs> more like a spiteful move. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I know I ain't winning, so I'm just going to add this extra challenge here at the bottom. Okay. So yeah. But yeah. no, it's, it's great. I've picked up a ton of skins and and patterns and stuff from the the rotating store. Actually, I dropped some real money because I thought I got the game for free on PS Plus, but I bought the like the fast food pack. I think it was like eight bucks, mm-hmm. and you get the 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 French fry, the milkshake, and the burger uh, little uniforms. So I've been rolling them. Can I just say I've actually been really disappointed with the shop. Like I can I I, I concur. Yeah. Yeah. Like I kind of don't like anything. I've saved up a lot of money. So if anyone's been playing the game on PC, if you see a white dove, I'm assuming it's a dove. I don't think it's a pigeon. I think it's a white dove head with the sports shorts bottom. It's me because I haven't cared for any of the new stuff or any of the crown related stuff. So, um, yeah. So I, I haven't had any incentive to like buy things. So. A lot of it is pretty hit and miss. Like, a lot of the patterns or the the color combinations are kind of average, and then mm. some of the color combinations don't translate with some of the patterns. Yeah, like the little lightning bolt one, where it's just always going to be main color with like a little bolt like on your forearm, and that's sort yeah. of it, like yeah. things like that. But it's cool, and no doubt they're probably making some cash out of it because uh, this game is just going bananas. Uh, you know, two million copies moved in the first like week. Uh, servers just getting blown up left, right, and center because there's so yeah. many players. Yeah, I just can't handle because of like, I like I understand that this is still essentially like an indie game, essentially like it's not AAA, it's not on that level, but like, like the fan, like, like I'm not gonna call them fans, the player base just sitting there spamming their every time they do a post on Twitter and just spamming it with get rid of team games, get rid yeah. of this game, it's the shit. Like, and I'm like, holy crap! Like, I'm sure they're still not really, you know able to handle like all of this like success and then obviously what comes with success is usually the bullshit so Uh oh my goodness what a ride for the poor team like they're obviously in a good space but you know i could imagine the headaches that they're going through yeah it's it's blowing up and it's great to see and 
I got to say the uh, the people involved uh, in managing their social media accounts. Oh perfection. yeah, perfection, perfection. Some of the best community management I've ever seen from a game studio. Like they are all over this, and yeah. it's just further elevating the show and the uh, the game and the product as well. So. Mm. Yeah, shout out to them. We'll see if it's got a, a long-term attach rate, but at least in the short term, this game is just going pow. So, yeah, awesome to see. Uh, yeah, you want to roll out Bren 8-Bit on the PS4 or Brendan 8-Bit on the Steam. I haven't played on, on PC this week, but uh, I'll get back there. I'll get back there. Give it, give another couple of cracks. I need to get some more crowns. Outside of that, I haven't really been playing anything, full disclosure. So, I've been watching... Uh, a show on Netflix called Kingdom. I don't know if you you know of this one. There's a lot of lot of shows on there called Kingdom, The Last Kingdom, stuff like that. Yeah. This one is like modern day, and it's focused around like an MMA studio based out of California. Oh. Uh, so it sort of shows oh. the. It's it's a few years old. It came out in like 2013. It's got a Jonas in it, right? It's got yeah, a yeah. Jonas it's got um, yeah. Nick Jonas. Yeah, Nick Jonas. yeah. I remember when this came out. Yeah, I, I watched it way back in the day, but I only watched like the first season in a bit and then sort of just fell away. So I've gone back and they've got all three seasons on there. So I'm into I'm about halfway through the third season now from, from this week, just sort of smacking it out. And it's it's just good. It's it's real gritty uh, I don't know, television focused on an area that I guess it's one of the biggest sports in the world these days. But I guess just the, the human element of it, you know, the struggles, uh, the battles with addiction, the battles with obviously people in in the cage as well but mm. uh the cast is, is really good and um you know it doesn't bullshit it doesn't hide anything from you it's all there front and center the violence the the drugs the the sex the the struggles the emotional trauma and it's really cool like three seasons um doesn't overstay its welcome some pretty cool pretty cool stories and, and some pretty intense themes that they they tackle and, and showcase within it but it's just been just been good background television for me while i've been working and stuff so that's what i've been binging because uh yeah lovecraft country comes out i think it starts tomorrow for us here in australia either sunday or monday that drops so i'm just sort of hanging out for that and this has just been a good little little palate cleanser because there's not much new on the old uh streaming services that i haven't watched lately because i finished Mm. i finished all of killing eve so i got none of that to watch until the next season comes out (laughs) Um, so yeah, Kingdom has been my little my little time killer as background noise <laughs> outside of watching Tipping Point uh, most afternoons, which is this UK-based game show. Okay. And picture picture um, going, you know the arcade machines you go to and you drop a coin in and there's like the coin will fall its way down to the bottom, but there's like a like a push wall that pushes the coin. Oh, and you yeah. Sort of yeah. Want to then, and then it'll fall down the next level and push like a big, chunk of coins or candy bars or whatever it is yeah they all fall down and you get that that's what this game is in essence like it's so so ghetto when you think of it in that regard but they've made a whole like 30 minute long um no hour long i should say sorry game show in the uk where they answer they answer trivia and then depending on you know what they get right or wrong they get x amount of um you know coins to drop into this machine to try and win the money Wow. And it's so great. It's so trash, but it's so great. And yeah, they can win ten thousand pounds at the end of the, the end of the show if they make it through to the big dance. It's crazy. But, um, yeah. So that's sort of my <laughs> if I'm at home working from home, my three p.m. to four p.m. Australian time on Channel Nine. That's my my little field of <laughs> pleasure. Uh, it's fantastic. But the host, the host, like he's very touchy. 
like he he hugs and puts his arm around like every female on the show all the time. Oh. And I'm sitting there and like, this is a bit weird. Like that is weird, especially in this time. Yeah, like it's like I'm assuming it's probably been filmed over the last couple of years. This show, like it's it's recent, mm. but yeah, like every time when when they tr- focus to sort of the one person doing the questions, they'll get him right and he'll put his arm around him. And when they win, he's like big hugs and stuff. I'm like, this is this is sort of weird. Like yeah, but. I don't know, maybe he's just that kind of guy because they all seem pretty happy and whatever else. But yeah, tipping point, Channel 9, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. <laughs> Australian time. Give <laughs> it a watch. You're promoting people to watch this show. It's, it sounds bad, but I like now that I've been in America for quite some time, I can tell you the Americans come up with some stupid game shows. There was one called The Floor is Lava. Actually, that's not stupid. It's, I it's would great. Totally, I would totally it's play phenomenal. it. <laughs> I probably would play it, but like, there's like other ones where it was like super mini golf challenge. And I'm like, yeah, that was that? um, Steph Curry was hosting. Yeah, that, wasn't why? He? Why? It was golf. <laughs> They're making that here in Australia at the moment. They're doing the casting oh, for it at the moment. Oh my god! So you better jump on it then. I I debated looking looking to try and get in on that, but um, <laughs> but Flora's Lava is great dumpster fire television. Like uh, especially when when they fall into the quote unquote lava and like the people that are still alive in their group, they're like, no, <laughs> <laughs> get a grip, everyone. Yeah, oh my but God. it's great. It's great. Uh, that's me. What about you? What else have you been doing? Uh, like I, I like like I said, I've been throwing like four guys on in between like doing things. Um, I was playing um Destinies. They've got the Solstice of Heroes event going on right now, and it has this really awesome gear that you can get once you completed like all the like armor required events and stuff. But as I was playing it, and then I was following a lot of podcasts and reading up a lot of notes, I'm finding out that to get to the next level of gear. There's like things that require you that, I mean, you don't have to do it a part of like a clan or a team, but it would be better if you were a part of a team, like something that, like Trials of Osiris and like that is about making sure everyone's coordinated and kills. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm already below average at that. So <laughs> I, like, I feel kind of like that I'm not going to be able to achieve certain goals to then complete this. So... I've, I've actually been really bummed out about it and kind of like taken myself out of it in the past like past few days I guess so yeah it's it's quite a bummer because the, the gear looks really cool it's like all glowy and I think this is like my first event like this they've had them before but I'm assuming previously these were times where I was kind of checked out of destiny which happens it happens um, yeah so I was actually really looking forward to it because it was my first time. I know a lot of people in the community were already groaning about it because it was a very familiar and I, I believe that a lot of the stuff was quite similar as well. So a lot of people were like, eh, this is the same. But for me, it was new, so it wasn't too bad until I heard about, you know, things being more of like a group project kind of thing. So Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I can find ways around it and I've got a lot of people who are happy to help me out but it just feels like it's like man it feels like just extra work on top of work so which is never fun when playing games unfortunately it makes it tough you, you want to have does. that fun you want to have that enjoyment yeah you don't want it to feel like like a chore no. once it starts feeling like a chore then it's kind of loses the point I guess it's time to then go watch some tipping point 3pm to 4pm <laughs> channel 9 or extreme mini golf <laughs> Um, I, haven't, I haven't watched any of it, but I want to. I did golf. not. I, I I did not want to watch it because I just none of it made sense to me. Why was someone that's part, like 
popular for basketball doing something that's in regards to mini golf like and i don't understand the entertainment value they would have to bring on contestants that are a few screws loose to make it entertaining you know like yeah uh anywho i have been watching something really good though oh yeah Um, oh actually side note i gave up on hannibal season three (gasps) How did you start watching season yeah, three? Yeah, you... I'm like halfway through season three and I'm bored shitless. <laughs> I told you, I told you, like, it's like it's avoiding so... spoilers, but the fact that they knew that that was the last hurrah, so they were just trying to wrap up everything as quickly as best I've, as they I've could. Got an, I've got an idea what's happening where I kind of given up. So I think that's why I've given up. I'm like, I know what you're setting up here. So it's, you don't it's need It's such to... a shame because the yeah. first season is perfection. The second season, at least the first half is on a similar path and then it sort of wanes yeah and then the third season is sort of like mm. but that first season is some of the best television you'll the ever first watch. season was so good it was so good and so promising everyone here heard it i was raving about it I was saying how amazing the show was and then the second season yeah like halfway through it just completely like tipsy-turvied and just changed its direction and then with this one it's just kind of being like Ah, like really, like wah, wah, wah. yeah, like obscure like or like you know, like they're trying to be like really like tricky and intricate with the storytelling, and it's dark, but then it's you're not invested into anything really. Like it's so weird, and that's unfortunately why I've had to put it on the back burner. However, luckily enough, that means I have a free show to watch, and that means I started Doom Patrol. Oh yeah, Doom Patrol. Yeah. Ooh, how, yeah. So over here, it's on DC Universe. That's how it's we. It's on Fox it. over here. It's oh, on Fox good. Eight. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, amazing. I was like, I had an idea that I'd kind of like it, um, but it's way better than I anticipated. Um, amazing casting, great characters, good story. I'm, I'm impressed that it actually keeps me interested for roughly the hour that the episode goes for, and like it's yeah it's it's actually strangely really good without um you know being it being a dc item but not like forcing it down your throat like batman like like references and stuff like it's very subtle into the side but it really makes the doom patrol their own like really focused on them and makes Mm. you invested in them and what they're about and what's the story's going on now full disclosure i don't know much about the doom patrol i don't really follow the doom patrol in the comics but um i i i'm kind of interested now i'm i'm thinking about actually maybe reading up about them um just kind of researching about what they're about hopefully not spoiling anything for myself but um i mean i approve anything that has like brendan fraser in it <laughs> yeah like th- this is one of the first roles he's done in a good good long time and o- yeah. obviously y- you get some flashbacks to when you know spoilers he's the, what i mentioned in the opening like cliff Steele is who he plays who's a, a cyborg but he used to be like a nascar driver if i remember right i mean it's not even is he really classified as a cyborg like he's just i mean it happens in the first thing of the show but like he's a brain inside a machine yeah like yeah so he's just a yeah a sentient robot really yeah um they've, they've transplanted his brain but Yes, he does the voicing, but they do sort of uh, flashback to, to you Human Cliff. see his butt within the first 10 minutes of this hey. show. Good on him. But uh, yeah, like Brendan Fraser's in there. Timothy Dalton, who is oh, just, yeah. just an old powerhouse on the screen. Even though he's probably 
he'd be close to 70 now surely he'd have but to like be. he's just an old dude and then seeing like alan tudyk playing the the, the villain like Firefly is what I remember him most as is playing as Wash in in that, and then uh, what was he? He was in he was Tucker in Dodge Tucker Ball. and Dale vs Evil. Yeah, Dodgeball Dodge is, is Steve the Pirate. Yeah, Yar. Yeah, he's in a lot of things actually. I, I got to give him more credit. He's actually in a lot of things, and he does a lot of voice work. I believe he does the voice for Joker in the Harley Quinn animated series. So um, yeah, he's he's actually a very talented dude. Um, but yeah, like the casting is really, really great. Um, the story's been really good so far. I, I, I no way. I hang on. I was about to say I was halfway through, but I'm not halfway through because I found out there's like 15 episodes. I just assume everything's 10 or less, and but it's actually like 15 episodes. So yeah, it's weird. It's 15 for season one, but then nine for season two. Oh, okay, that is weird. Mm. Oh. But yeah, so so far so good. Um, I. I, I think it's I think it's really good at like like it's gory not gory like um like there's like there's some blood there's some you know you know some little like decapitated body part <laughs> just just some just some dismemberings over there it's nothing yeah, it's like, I just don't feel like gory is the best term but like you know you know it's it's in your face but it's not too like you know Visceral? it doesn't overdo it yeah there you go yeah, they don't overdo it, but you know, it's funny. There's a lot of dark humor in it. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm pleasantly happy with like how it's going so far. And I'll probably be invested in this one for quite some time, um, which probably means everything else that everyone's recommended to me is back on the back burner. Back so, there. Just back waiting. there. Just, yeah. just make sure you put some time aside for Tipping Point because it's the <laughs> show that stops a nation. No, I've always got to put time aside for my cooking shows. So. Oh yeah, I love a good cooking show. Oh yeah, like I just found out that they've started um, another season of Sugar Rush. I don't know if Sugar Rush. Oh yeah, yeah. now we get Sugar Rush on Netflix yeah. over here. So yeah, another season of Sugar Rush. So I've got to watch through that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Cook, cooking shows are so good. They and, are. And unrelated, and then we'll get back on 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 point here. But on Sundays here, I've noticed from about ten a.m. onwards on like um seven mate, I think it is. It's just like back-to-back-to-back fishing shows and it's just my jam my goodness gracious that was channel seven um like way back in the day for for as long as i remember it would be like the cricket and then it would follow it up with oh what's his name rex hunt fishing adventures that's it you kiss the fish and you throw it back ah i used to always remember that so like sundays felt like it was fishing like They'd be the it's, morning it's one. Back. And then, it's yeah. back. Like, it is legit probably five hours straight of fishing shows. It is so good. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's usually what I'm doing for parts of Sunday morning. It's just binging out watching fishing <laughs> shows, questioning what I'm doing with my life. I used to watch them. It's, I get it. I don't know why I was very invested into fishing shows, but I liked it. I appreciated Rex throwing them back. Hell, yeah. Yeah, yibbity yibbity and throw it back that's in. That's it. Yibbity yibbity. Oh, my yeah. God. Appropriately on Seven Mate. Yeah, and Steve Starling and Bushy was on that too. And then they had their own offshoot show for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, anyway, that's that's <laughs> enough uh, fishing television history for y'all. Let's, uh, let's get into one of these. iTunes Review of the Week. And this review comes by a way of Mr. GN Phoenix. Or is it, Mo- or is it Morgan Phoenix? It's M-R-G-N-P-H-N-X. And uh, this review was dropped on the 3rd of August, 2020. 
And the review headline reads, THG equals MVP, five stars. And the review says, came across THG via the iTunes charts and am very glad I did. Big fan of what Ali and Brendan provide weekly regarding video games and pop culture. Really easy to listen to, bringing not only solid opinions, but a few laughs too. So, Mr. GN Phoenix, Morgan Phoenix, I don't know. Whichever it is, you're a superstar and thank you for that review. Miss Hart, what you got to say? Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that we do make people laugh other than ourselves. Um, (laughs) We we do think we're pretty funny sometimes. (laughs) There's times where we're laughing and I'm just like, "Mm, hopefully everyone's laughing along. So I appreciate that. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys are laughing along with us. Yeah, but thank you for that uh, fantastic review. Uh, As as we, we mentioned here on the pod just about every week, these ratings and reviews help keep those cliched emotional lights on in our hearts. They keep us tracking. They keep us relevant. They let us know that we're, we're doing things right or wrong. You know, obviously mm-hmm. criticism uh, in any form of review is great. So if, if there is some things you think we can improve on, drop it in a review, let us know, send us an email, hello at 8bit, but just be sure to let your voice be heard for not only our podcast, but all the other podcasts in the hashtag 8bit collective or the other podcasts you're listening to on the regular, because these things take no time, cost you no money, but it means an awful lot to us and it allows us to keep doing what we're doing and, and trying to improve the formula and uh, you know keep tracking and, and you know, trying to bring out the best content we can. So thank you for that. A uh, quick more bit of housekeeping. Uh, obviously, episode eight of the Hungry Game Show is, uh, I said it was going to be dropping on Patreon uh, yesterday, but uh, we've had some scheduling issues. So it's going to be dropping in the next couple of days. Uh, and that stars Dane Peavy and he is tackling Matt Makes Games platforming classic Celeste. So that'll be available early access over at patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit. Uh, and then it'll be released the following week on the uh, Hungry Gamers RSS feed. When you're done checking that out, obviously 8bitnation.net is your good centralized hub, which is going to get you direct access to the Discord, to our web store, which is shop8bit.net, and all the other sort of tasty direct links to you know the Facebook groups and things like that. When you're done checking out our stuff, obviously audiotechnica.com, audiotechnica.com.au to get yourself the best in audio-based equipment. And remember, I keep saying... You've got a limited time to get those 8-bit purple uh, M50Xs on your head. So uh, get over that store, get them ASAP before they sell out forever because you don't want to be uh, you know, sad that you miss out on a piece of 8-bit headphone history there for the 8-bit purple M50Xs. So check that out. And we have the 8-bit community game night coming up. Obviously, the back end of this month, uh, we're going to be playing some Four Guys, some Jackbox, and just having a good time. Going to be doing some giveaways and just uh, you know some general banter with everybody out there. So uh, lock out uh, Friday, August the 28th in your calendar from around 7.30, 8 o'clock that evening Australian time. So uh, yeah, come along. We'll have a Zoom call set up. We can jump on, have a chat, play some games, have a laugh. And yeah, that's that. Shall we jump into some news? Let's do it. This week's news headlines. All right. The first little quick hitter. Microsoft have narrowed the launch window on the Xbox Series X from holiday 2020 to November 2020. And then there has been some uh, alleged leaks circulating around from various stores, putting up art and and various notes that uh, it could be November the 6th as far as the official release date for the Xbox Series X. But sort of jumping into some more grim news tied into that uh, you know November release date, uh, I guess the crown jewel of that day one release, uh, Halo Infinite, has been delayed until 2021. 
and I'll just read a uh, part of the, the press release that uh, Chris Lee, is, who is the studio head for Halo Infinite, sent out through the through the socials. And it says, Today I want to share an important Halo Infinite development update with the community. We have made the difficult decision to shift our release to 2021 to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. The decision to shift our release to, is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. I want to acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343 Industries, who have remained committed to, make a great ga- to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship it this holiday. We know this will be disappointing to many of you, and we all share in that sentiment. The passion and support the community has shown over the years has been incredible and inspiring. We wanted nothing more than to play our game with the community this holiday. The extra time will let us finish the critical work necessary to deliver the most ambitious Halo game ever at the quality we know all fans expect. Thank you for your support and understanding. Chris Lee, studio head, Halo Infinite. So this is some big news. Like, Mm. it sucks because this is the franchise that is you know, hand in hand with Microsoft and Xbox as far as, I guess, the franchise and IP and the Master Chief, uh, Master Chief character is Xbox, really. Yeah. So uh, to see see him not lining up on, on November the 6th or November the whatever when this console releases is a big kick in the guts for Microsoft and uh, the Xbox Series X. Uh, it's It's pretty tough, but I get it. And the reasons that Chris outlined there, it makes sense. Like COVID is ruining lives in a whole host of ways, especially when it comes to work and trying to trying to work and complete on a AAA in this climate seems nigh impossible to me. So mm. I'm, I'm happy that they got out ahead of it now. It's still, you know, three months away from alleged release and they've sort of, I guess, quelled some of that... Uh, hope for when this game was going to come out and, and the, the excitement and, and they're going to roll it into 2021. They don't exactly outline when, which is yeah. interesting. Like, is this going to be Q1 2021 or are they going to maybe hold it out to later in the year when it's actually the 20th anniversary from the first Halo coming out? So are they going to yeah. push it way back to, I think it was August, if I remember right, um, August or October, somewhere around there that the first Halo dropped. Are they going to try and coincide with 20 years, here's Infinite, get excited but it's tough because there isn't really a tentpole game that's going to be dropping with the series x now to uh get those day one purchases what do you reckon there's a lot of factors here like that uh, haven't really been addressed like and i don't want to think this way but i mean we did see the negative impact of the the like the content that they released and i forgot what event it was for was it just for the xbox Event, oh, the game it? showcase just, from yeah. like a few weeks ago. Yeah, and it did get a lot of like negativity based on its appearance and how it looked. So it's like the fact that they released that for that event that was only, I guess, like, yeah, a few weeks ago, they got the negativity of how it looked and how, you know, everyone was not happy with, you know, I guess the design and everything. And now they're kind of saying, no, we're pushing this back. We're not going to be releasing it. Like a part of, I'm sure a lot of people are assuming that they heard the negativity and they went, yeah, we can't release this. We really can't. And 
like it is a it's a it's a big move because it was meant to be the game that it was released with the you know console so i i'm sure it was a difficult decision to make unfortunately but in saying that as well it's if the game was looking the way it was looking which wasn't unfortunately looking too great and then it was also being dropped you know in the last half of the year while there's still like cyberpunk laying around in the midst you know it's it was a very like competitive time to be you know trying to drop a game especially one that's very like important like oh yeah it's an extremely important game to be dropping so you know half-baked um competitive climate it just seems like the right decision um the vagueness on date i guess is obviously due to covid um it's probably really difficult now to do any kind of like projection work and as well as maybe them like they themselves kind of deciding Mm. exactly how much more work they were probably wanting to invest into the game to fix it up to make people happy so it's unfortunate it's sad it screws me over for our uh (laughs) little oh um, for our yeah our uh video game fantasy yeah draft thing so that was like that that to me was like a solid choice like like that has to come out the console's coming out it has to so yeah i'm completely screwed over but dagger to the heart Yep. So, but I mean, the important factor is that they look after their stuff. That you know, try not to do the crunch and just you know, re- release a good game instead of releasing a you know half-ass game. I, I think that's the big thing. The you know people are going to be upset and frustrated, and they're already piling on. Like, why would you buy a Series X day one now? Like, there's there's mm. nothing there to to make me want to pick this up. Like, and I get that, but. I'll I'll still be picking these consoles up day one because if I can get my first Assassin's Creed Valhalla experience on on the next gen and get an uptick in graphics and whatever else, I'm all for it. Uh, it's it's a big loss uh, as far as a, a release hype for for day one sales for for Microsoft that Infinite is is coming out now sometime in 2021. God knows when that's going to be, but as you said, you got to look after your staff first and foremost in in this climate especially with covid Uh, and then yeah you want to release a game that everyone's going to be happy with like uh, Mm -hmm. so if this is going to give them three six months 12 months whatever the cycle is to to get this game to a level where it comes out and it's just a jaw dropper and everyone's like i'm so sorry for doubting you in that game showcase this is amazing best halo they'll never say sorry (laughs) (laughs) They'll, they'll never say sorry they'll be like i told you yeah, you needed that time to get it to where it needed to be, yeah. Told you it looked like shit. Yeah, yeah. but I, I guess they're like on the back of this and then obviously the the announcement that got leaked with the, the multiplayer being free, uh, which was mm. something that they could have came out and announced themselves, but due to leaks, the thunder was stolen, which which is you know another shame for them. There was some rumors that they were looking at maybe releasing this game in sections with a part to come out. Uh, at launch but they've shelved that and it's going to be the entire offering sometime next year because yeah. um yeah they wanted to try and you know, i guess quell uh sort of stop some of the the hemorrhaging there with with people carrying on but i'm still keen like uh playing playing the the latest titles like playing cyberpunk on the series x i'm all for it and you know they're going to double down on that because they have been talking about how it's going to be enhanced and optimized for series x and blah 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 so i think they're really going to dial up marketing between now and, and november to say cyberpunk 
can only be played, you know, on the Series X. This is where you need it to be and probably get some more Keanu involved and whatever else to really try and, <laughs> you know, synergize those two brands and, and push that out as as the, the lead-in title for holiday. So, mm. yeah, it's a shame, but it's the way the world is at the moment. Like, you know, shit is happening. The world's on fire. Normal <laughs> working environments are non-existent. You know, ISO and working from home is going to impact just about every industry. So, yeah, I'm surprised that it's, you know, some of the games that came out this year managed to come out this year just with how things are. So it's a testament yeah. to the, the, the studios involved to to get them done. So, yeah, we'll see. No doubt we'll get some more updates about what's happening with Infinite in the future. But, yeah, it's a shame because uh, it was a big old kick in the guts for, for Microsoft <laughs> this week. But Yeah. yeah. All right, a couple more quick little bangers. The Last of Us Part 2's new grounded difficulty and permadeath mode are now available as part of a free update alongside other options and improvements. Players can now earn two new rewards or two new trophies, one for beating The Last of Us 2 with permadeath enabled and another for beating the game on grounded difficulties. However, these two trophies will not be necessary to earn the Platinum. So if you've already got the Platinum or you're working your way to the Platinum, you don't have to try and work your way through grounded difficulty or permadeath mode to get that plat. Grounded is a returning hardest difficulty mode featured in the original The Last of Us. It strips away several key elements for players, severely reducing resource availability and making foes more difficult to defeat. Meanwhile, permadeath, uh, pretty self-explanatory, you die, you're dead for good. So it's going to show you how far you got, what killed you, what difficulty you played on and what aspect of the game you were tackling. And obviously then a rundown of how long you last. So any any uh, The Last of Us fans or Last of Us Part 2 fans that want to get back in and, and test their mettle and see how far they can they can sort of persevere in you know, post-apocalyptic America, now's mm. your time. Uh, next little banger, Splinter Cell's Sam Fisher gears up for Rainbow Six Siege. Splinter Cell's Sam Fisher is coming to Rainbow Six Siege as a playable operator in the Operation Shadow Legacy update for Season 3 of Year 5. The crossover sees a character from one Tom Clancy series joining another. More we don't know much about how he'll play just yet. We'll be learning much more very soon. Sam looks quite a bit different and a little younger than he did in recent crossovers with another Tom Clancy series. It's the latest game he has appeared in that isn't actually Splinter Cell because we don't know when we're ever going to get another Splinter Cell, but we're going to yeah. get a little taste in Rainbow Six Siege. Cool crossover, but doesn't move the needle. It'll... Yeah. Doesn't yeah. doesn't make me want to go play many, any Siege, but anyway. Doesn't make me want to play Siege, and I don't think the fans were hoping yeah. for that kind of content from Splinter Cell, unfortunately. Yes, yes. And the last uh, the last little bit of news we want to bring to the Hungry Gamers table this week. Uh, this past week, it's been announced for us here in Australia that Blue Mouth Interactive will be bringing the Atari VCS console to Australia so you can get it around the world through other distributors. Uh, for those looking to buy it, though, it will cost six ninety nine or eight forty nine AUD when it releases in November, right alongside the Xbox Series X. And the six ninety nine version includes an eight gigabyte Atari VCS, and it doesn't come with any controller. While the eight forty nine all in bundle includes the Atari VCS classic joystick and the Atari VCS modern controller. The joystick and controller are each available for $109.95 each via, obviously, the various gaming uh, shop fronts here in, in Australia or around the world. And the Atari VCS sits somewhere between a PC and a gaming console. 
The unit will house an AMD Ryzen processor that is capable of 4K HDR video streaming as well as Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. The console will be available to launch in, uh, into two different platforms. Atari World will house over 100 home and arcade classics. Well, Atari PC Sandbox Mode will essentially turn your console into a PC that can run Windows among other operating systems to enjoy PC gaming on your big screen. So this thing initially came about via a crowdfunding website. I nearly backed it, but the prices were, as we're seeing now, absolutely bananas for what this yeah. thing is. $849? Get the fuck out of here, Atari. I have no, like, interest in this. Like, I I never grew up with an Atari, so I don't have that kind of, like, you know, nostalgic attachment either. So, yeah, like, I have no, no idea why... Has this been something that's been requested? Like, has there been a fan like outcry for this sort of thing? Like, I th I think it came about like they tested the waters with this crowdfund just to see yeah. if there was going to be uptake, and they made their their dollar goal. And on the back of that, they've now brought these things into manufacture. But for that price, I have got less than zero interest in buying one of these things. Like, <laughs> if it was half the price, maybe. Because I think for the most part, it's going to just sit on a shelf as a collector's item. Like, this ain't going to be anybody's primary console. No way yeah. or how. It's it's a weird thing because it's like, it's a console. Well, no, like, it, it has the streaming capabilities, but yep. then it also has the, we can run like a, a Windows operating yeah, system. Yeah, the sandbox mode, which is just yeah. weird. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I just don't think that like... Like, for me personally, it's not something that I really need. It sounds like like a device that's putting together a lot of things that weren't really a pain for me to access. Like, I didn't really have issues accessing it earlier anyway, so having it all combined into this one device. Like, I mean, I've got a RetroPie, so, you know, I've got my retro gaming there. I've got a PC, so... And then I've got Apple TV as well, and, like, but I just... But you know yeah. what, though? None of that what? has sexy, dated wood grain like the Atari VCS console has on it, so Even you're missing some sexy grain. faux wood grain on that on that, on that, that <laughs> Raspberry Pi or that uh, PC. True. Well, you know, it's, it's not the... It's not the uh, draw for me, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, if people like, clearly people wanted it, they funded for it. So, <laughs> but yeah, just it's not for me. Yeah, like I'm, I'm the king of wasting money on crap that I'll use once and never again. And boy, <laughs> for for me to not say I'm going to buy this, I think you know it speaks volumes because I'll I'll usually look for an excuse to waste some money on these random niche things that sound cool for five minutes, but. Yeah, this just does not move the needle at all for me. Uh, maybe mm. some people that are our age or maybe slightly older might be excited because the Atari was their console. You know, the 2600 yeah. was in a lot of houses, yeah. uh, you know, as when when we were kids. But it's just, just a weird thing. Like, they're trying to be everything. They're yeah. trying to focus on the nostalgia hook. They're trying to be the streaming box. They're trying to be the... Is it the Steam Link? Is that the box that you can sort of connect to your telly is that what it's called you know the yeah the like the little device that you can kind of like play state games off on your television yeah so yeah. it's trying to be a bit of that as well and it's just i think it's just trying to be too much but we'll see be curious to know what the sales out data is on this thing uh you know, come the end of the year because it's dropping in november so we don't have wait too too long to wait to get our hands on this if if you want to yeah. any atari fans out there hit us up let us know if you're keen because we ain't here yeah, sell we it to us. Keen. Yeah, please, 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 please.
All right, next little bit of the potty. New releases and events. Okay, we've got a, we've got a pretty good assortment of games coming out um, this coming week. So we're talking about uh, releases between the uh, the seventeenth uh, of of August to the twenty fourth of August. So that release window. Uh, I wanted to highlight Battletoads, which is mm. coming out uh, on August the twentieth, uh, which is obviously available exclusively on the Microsoft platform, so Xbox One, PC, free with Xbox Game Pass. So get it mm-hmm. on there. Uh, I'm gonna be keen as a bean to play some of that, and then the other one I think that's getting a lot of hype is Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah, remember when I made fun of that? <laughs> you mean mean individual? I did. I made fun of it, suggesting that it was just a very niche like market. But no, a lot of people are hyping this game up, so I apologize. Sorry to all you flight fans out there, but yeah. everyone that's playing it, like I was talking to Shannon from Press Start the other day about it, and he's been playing it for a while. He says it's phenomenal. He says it's one of the best games he's ever played. What? Like, it's it's gorgeous. Like a lot of people are saying, it's one of the best looking games you'll ever play. Like the the studio behind it, the amount of time and effort they did into researching these locations where you're flying, like it's to the pixel perfect like the Aww. houses the buildings everything is where it's meant to be from real life to microsoft flight simulator world and yeah like it's cool it's it's not a game that tickles my pickle like flight games yeah cool it's it's nice to be able to like maybe it's good in, in this climate really escapism like especially with yeah. global travel being banned maybe you can experience it through flight simulator i don't know I- like coming from like growing up with pc games a lot of pc games were like flight based combat kind of games so i'm actually very familiar with like you know the whole like gameplay of just sitting in like a cockpit or whatever and flying a device whether it be you know a plane or something out in space regardless so i I can get the appeal and the attachment now i'm thinking i might have to buy this game just so because it'll be a long time before i'll be able to fly back to sydney yeah like you see some of the, the rumblings in the press where international travel for certain places might not occur to like 2022. I saw one the other day, it was like 2024. I'm like, that is depressing if that is that anywhere is close to true. massively depressing. I moved to another country at a wrong time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully the world gets better. If not, yeah, get, get your international travel fixed via Microsoft Flight Simulator, which comes out this week. So... Get excited. And then the other one, um, PGA Tour 2K 2021. Crazy bonkers golf. Like I'm like, yeah, golf, whatever. But there's course creator in there and oh. you can make your own golf course or your own golf holes or whatever you want to sort of classify that as completely bonkers. Like you can put 7,000 crocodiles or alligators across the course. You can put crazy explosions and fireworks and turn it into like that what? crazy extreme mini golf game you, you were talking yeah. about earlier. Okay, so it's kind of all right. I won't say anything. Um, I, I'm also going to give a mention to Rogue Legacy Two. Rogue Legacy One was pretty awesome, so I'd actually be interested to see how well um Rogue Legacy Two goes. Yeah, PC exclusive coming out on mm-hmm. uh, August the 18th slash 19th, depending on where you are in the world. So uh, that's mm-hmm. another one there. But yeah, plenty of games coming out this week. Uh, Battle Toads though keen to give it a go and see if i'm going to cry with the difficulty and if they've made it as hard as they did with the og all right i've got one more part for you before we close up thg 206 you've got mail 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 (laughs) ah chucky fresh and this question of the week from our mailbag 
ties full circle into what we were talking about straight away in episode 206 as far as Fall Guys. With the global success of the game Fall Guys, seeing companies such as KFC and Walmart wanting their own unique skin in the game, what slash who would you like to see immortalized as an in-game skin? Mm. What or who you got? Well, unfortunately, I couldn't really think of like a franchise that I particularly like any kind of like character of a franchise that I would want in the game. But I was thinking about like other games and what would work really well. And one of my favorites, everyone hates them, but I love them. The uh, Ubisoft, they're um, rabbits. Oh, yeah, I could see a rabbit skin translating to this pretty well. Yeah, I could see it too, and it would be great. I, I would love that. I used to have like a little figurine, and it was just like a rabbit, but it was wearing a G-string for some reason. Oh, wow. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I don't recall why I got it, but it was great. So Sexy that's what rabbits. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so Sir Sharks-a-Lot said he would love a man-eater game skin because who doesn't love sharks? And clearly, mm. Sir Sharks-a-Lot is all about the shark life. You know, shark, um, you know he's got a shark uh, avatar photo, Sir underscore Sharks-a-Lot on the socials our man jamie penning he says the at eb games australia sale skin because it's always there to remind us of a sale so we're talking like the big red and white sort of sale signage that you see everywhere through eb games yeah some of the the crossover ones i've seen like boss logic have been pumping out some has been pumping out some beautiful ones uh from you know he did some thanos ones yeah kfc gaming is getting behind it um, there's so many um, studios and various brands and companies from outside of video gaming like, hey, let us in, like, let us get in on this fun stuff. Um, <laughs> KFC one would be phenomenal. I'd be the down KFC for a Coca-Cola one. The design was really, really good, actually. I liked the design. But, like, the problem is is that the design has to, like, incorporate the face like yeah. the little face hole so some of them can look really screwed up if it's like especially a character because it's essentially looks like that they're swallowing whatever the fall guy is so yeah but i saw some really cool metal gear solid ones that konami yeah. put up they look yeah. great I'd, I'd love a coca-cola can one or a coke bottle like a glass bottle coke i think oh, that, yeah. would, that would translate we've seen it already working with there is a soda can in the game as a skin and there's yeah, a milkshake. Yeah, banana soda. What the fuck? Yeah, God. What is that? What, <laughs> what is, is that? that? Uh, we've got dinosaur skins, so that sort of knocks that out. But I think I think we'll see maybe some more PlayStation exclusives. Like we saw the, um, the Gordon Freeman uh, Half-Life skin pop in for the Steam uh, exclusive. <laughs> Sorry, I'm but, thinking about The Last of Us. <laughs> oh, wow. Like a big clicker. Not what I was thinking. I'm not going to say anything. Carry- <laughs> I'm trying to think of where where you're going. It would be a spoiler. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> but we could you could see characters like you could see a Uncharted. A, yeah, like a Nathan a Drake little, one, a little Kratos. Yeah, a little Kratos one. Oh uh, yeah. You, you know, there's an Aloy one. There's so many options you could do. A Spider-Man one, if they further want to stick a middle finger up to every other, you know, every other platform. <laughs> spider-man fallout guys exclusive skin yeah would not surprise me if that makes its way to uh to fall guys but yeah we're, we're gonna see a lot of crossovers i think over the next six to 12 months with four guys working with with other other companies and, and studios to get their little likenesses in and they, then probably a little fall guys being in other games as well they'll do a streamer i reckon they'll do a streamer ah uh, yeah Usually yeah. popular games put a streamer in there, like you're usually a streamer that's known for the game. They'll they'll probably do one that's like a specific streamer. 
Yeah, I think you bang on the money. Mm. Bang on the money. But yeah, this has been uh, episode 206 of the Hungry Gamers podcast. Anything you want to say before we close this down for another week? I know it's been a bit of a shorter, tighter one, but full disclosure, listeners, we're about to go record uh, Mystery Men Comedy Rewind with JP and we don't want to keep him waiting too long. So we're trying to keep this tight, clear, concise, punchy. No, I just wanted to throw it out there. Cyberpunk did release the life paths for your character. And after watching that, I can't believe I'm going to choose because there was Nomad, which is like a Mad Max one. Then you have Street Kids, which is kind of like, you know, neon kind of like gangster kind of style one. And then there was the corporate. I'm probably going to go corporate, just an FYI. I I was leaning towards Street Kid or corporate myself too. Like I watched it through. Yeah, probably should have chucked that in the news because it was great their, their little sort of video diaries and, and updates they've been they've been sprinkling out over the last few months are phenomenal and i'm so excited for cyberpunk my goodness we should throw up a poll for that one we'll see what everyone's leaning towards hell yeah yeah we'll unpack that maybe more detail on episode 207 mm. yeah this has been episode 206 obviously be sure to rate review subscribe us on the itunes or the podcast hosting platform of your choosing uh, follow us on the socials at we are 8 bit. Follow Miss Ali Hart at Miss Ali Hart. Follow myself at Brendan 8 bit. But until next week, 8 bit nation, where we come back at you for the 207th time, much love and stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of <coughs> many gaming and geek culture related <coughs> podcasts from the 8 bit collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. And go watch Tipping Point, 3 to 4 p.m., Channel 9. The best. Mini Golf Extreme! (laughs)